the very first thing I want to cover, though, uh, comes with a little uh, caveat. This isn't satire. This isn't Watford Whispers News. This isn't The Daily Show or something. But you'd imagine the mileage they would get out of it. Dublin's only alcohol-free pub has closed down. That's right. The Irish have rejected an alcohol-free pub. It was called the Virgin Mary Bar and it was on Cable Street. And uh, they say they've closed due to increased costs and market pressures. Uh, Our reporter, Josh Crosby, has been looking into this. Uh, Josh, I mean, you were at a stag this weekend, a stag last weekend. You could have done with a visit to the Virgin Mary Bar, I'd say. I didn't know if you were going to say that on air now, and I wouldn't have told you. Well, listen... Um, yeah, look, yeah, so I was down, I was talking to people out and about today, just looking about, are there enough sober activities? Are there many options out there? And in my own opinion, no would be the answer. Not organised, mainstream attractions anyway. It's something I suppose that you have to make the most of yourself. If you, if you put in a bit of planning, organising, setting up the old WhatsApp groups and putting something in place, whether it's a hike down the country or going along to some type of show, even maybe a market, a car show. I know you're a fan of the agricultural shows yourself, so people can avoid the pub, but it does involve <laughs> some thinking outside the box and some stubborn persuasion if like. But as you said, the Virgin Mary has closed its doors and one of the owners who we'll hear from shortly told me that business wasn't actually too bad. It was just the cost of running everything that was the deciding factor. So they were getting customers, people admired what they were doing and you just need to look around any supermarket or pub now and you can see the non-alcoholic products, the zero zeros. They've really taken off in the past few years. I remember years ago there was like a very limited number of drinks but now there's everything from gin wine to Guinness but still not everyone is a fan of the non-alcoholic drinks as I found out this afternoon well the wine is muck non-alcoholic wine is muck just save your money grape juice grape yeah, juice it's grape juice um, look, and a gin you're wasting your time as well I get it with the beers Guinness Zero is not too bad yeah. But what are you doing wasting your money on a non-alcoholic gin? <laughs> Each to their own. Look, here's a clip of some people out and about in Dublin and their mixed feelings on the products and sober activities. Why would you go out and not get drunk? The whole point of going out was being social, was getting locked, didn't it? It's Irish, isn't it? Had they're charging the same price and there's no alcohol in it, it wouldn't be me. Are there enough options out there if you want to have a sober weekend? I think so. I think you just have to look and plan. But I like having a drink myself. <laughs> <laughs> and what, we, what would you do now if you were, we say, marking an occasion or celebrating something that, that wasn't centred around the pub? Maybe have a party at home, a small party or a small gathering or a meal. So what do you think of these non-alcoholic zero zeros? Nothing, I don't touch them. I never ha- I've never tried them. No, and you, would you ever consider it on a night out? No, never. I'd sit at home watch telly. Well, they're overpriced, uh, so I think a soft drink would be much, much better. I've done like a mocktail, but I wouldn't do like non-alcoholic beer. Are there enough options in Dublin if you want to have a sober weekend? Not really. Like everywhere is either like going to a pub or you're going like out, out. What would you do now as a sober activity if you weren't going out? I mean, it's pretty limited to daytime. Like in the evening time, you could go to the cinema or something for sober, but there's not that many options. Yeah, it's so much is centred around the pub. Like. Even because I'd go to some nights out sober, but there's maybe one zero percent beer where there's like mocktails at the same price as a normal cocktail. I think you could create a space that's non-alcoholic, but maybe not a bar. If you're making it about a sober activity, you could take the focus away from like a bar environment completely. No kick out of it. Some people are saying no uh, non-alcoholic bar. You wouldn't. We asked the time. We asked the time. Yeah, you wouldn't think it would work. No, I don't think so. Being Irish, it's part of the Irish culture to have a drink. Usually a non-alcoholic cocktail. And do you think, are there enough options in Dublin if you want to have a sober weekend or if you want to mark an occasion or a celebration? I don't know, is there? It's moving that way, but I think there needs to be definitely more options for yeah, the non-drinkers. 
like a non-alcoholic cocktail as well. I'm sorry now to, to, to be repeating myself, but that's just a fruit juice, isn't it? Like you're just paying extra money for a fancy fruit juice. With the small umbrella as well. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> you're right, Josh. I shouldn't shortchange that small umbrella. Uh, listen, you were speaking to those involved with the Virgin Mary pub as well. What were they saying? Yes, Kieran. So the pub opened in May 2019 and, and they may be closing the physical establishment, but they've decided to take the concept on the road. So the guys behind it are going to be going to events, festivals, pop-up venues. Their first one's going to be taking place on World Cocktail Day, which is the 13th of May. But I was speaking with co-owner Vaughan Yates and when I asked him about costs and why some products are pretty much the exact same as the standard alcohol version, he made an interesting point in terms of the scale in which suppliers are making zero zero products compared to the traditional drink. So that can be one reason but then some people have told me before that customers should be incentivised in some way to opt for the zero zeros. Here's Vaughn Yates from the Virgin Mary. Business actually wasn't too bad. It was just it hadn't picked up to the same levels that it was pre-pandemic, uh, pre-Brexit, pre-everything that kind of cracked off, increases in, in prices, etc. We think there still is a demand for people drinking non-alcohol drinks. We think that we're still at the beginning of this, I suppose, this kind of growth in this category. And I, I do think that if people can't come to us, then we need to come to the people and that's the approach we're going to take. And I think that as this category grows, the non-alcohol category grows, it's going to eat into the alcohol category. What can be done to attract people into this space or even make it easier for entrepreneurs, business owners such as yourself to operate in this area? I think you've got to get more liquid on lips. I think you've got to get more events and trade shows, getting to put into offices where there's no alcohol consumed within the offices giving people the opportunity to try these new products that are coming out. You know, when you look at the beers, they do taste pretty good compared to the alcohol versions. And you can see better sparkling wines coming out. It's often said as well that the price can be an element. People say, "What? why is it the same price as a as a standard pint of stout or beer? Well, alcohol products are taxed at high rate. So when it comes down to non-alcohol products, you've got to remember that the people that are producing these products are generally producing at a much smaller, smaller scale, even the big guys. So costs in terms of getting that, you know, brewed, made out is more in proportion per pint than it is for the alcohol version. So I think as we move forward and it becomes more acceptable and volumes go up, I do think prices will come down. All right, Vaughn Yates there from the Virgin Mary, that non-alcoholic bar on Capel Street that is closing. What about regular bars, Josh? Have you been speaking to publicans and asking them how much volume they're selling in terms of the zero zero beers? I was, Kieran, yeah. So look, some bars have gone big on this. Others have chosen not to as much. And that comes down to your customer base, the numbers you have coming in the doors. So generally, your more urban bars will have more non-alcoholic options than a rural pub. But saying that, nearly all pubs now have one or two options, but it's all about the footfall. You can see why a small pub wouldn't be ordering in kegs of something if it's not going to be drank or even having the space for a dedicated fridge in the corner. So you can understand why they might only stock a limited number of options but I was down at the Lemon and Duke pub not far from Grafton Street and they have a wide range of non-alcoholic products and cocktails or mocktails as they're described I met with Dom who's the general manager and he ran through some of the products on sale and I honestly didn't know there were so many different types you could have a non-alcoholic whiskey and he said some people come in on their lunch break from work to have a cocktail as well 
So we have a big range in between uh, non-alcoholic beers, starting from Heineken, Peroni, Erdinger. Then we're having non-alcoholic uh, white and red wine with uh, Prosecco as well. And then we have loads of non-alcoholic spirits. So from uh, Lyra's products, we have non-alcoholic uh, rum, whiskey, gin. And then we have as well from the Cedars gin, that's non-alcoholic. We are doing a big range of the non-alcoholic cocktails. So basically any cocktail that pretty much you can get in the alcohol version, we can do in a non-alcoholic version. And are you selling much? Are they popular products? We are selling quite low especially after the COVID like we started selling uh, in big amounts you can see like on every table pretty much people go like for three or four rounds and then uh, they either break it with one and alcoholic round or there is a designated uh, driver in the group as well and there is always somebody who is uh, not drinking so that's what people do they'll they'll have their standard drinks but then they'll mix it up with a zero zero as well yeah so you can see the big influence like in alcoholic people like to have like few rounds and then they they break it up with one and one. And is there a certain demographic of a customer who's where it's popular? Is it the young, health conscious, or yeah, like is, uh, it, is it across the board? It's across the board, but you can see like mostly people who are uh, conscious about the health as well. And where do you see it going? Like in a few years' time, is it just going to become more and more popular? I would say it is, but look, it's hard to replace the normal alcoholic drinks. But yeah, definitely taking a big hit as well. All right, that was the general manager of Lemon and Duke in Dublin. Uh, one listener says, uh, Kieran, on a stag in Galway, I organised a boat trip on the Carib to keep the lads out of the pub for a couple of hours. The lines had barely been thrown when the captain announced a full bar was now open. <laughs> Even when you try to get away from the drink, it turns up. Brian says he's three years sober. And I can tell you, when you step out of the drinking bubble and social scene, there's loads to do in the daytime, but at night, unless you're going to the movies, there is no social scene in Ireland without alcohol. Brian, thanks for that text. 087 1400 the number. What about those sober activities, uh, Josh? We heard one girl you spoke to suggesting the cinema, just like Brian. What else? Well, there is a dedicated group set up for these type of activities. So Sober Slice is based in Dublin and it was set up by Dave Maher more than 10 years ago. Sober Slice came about after Dave gave up drink himself in 2010. And just from his own experience of searching for events that were not centred around drinking, he found that there was a lack of things to do and to go and see. So he set up this so sober slice through the Meetup platform and it's grown to now having up to 11,000 members so the proof's in the pudding right there that there is a demand for these type of events and, and to have a space where you can just log on check out what's happening where you know it'll be and just that it'll be alcohol free I was just having a browse on the site myself and some of the events for example would be concerts hill walks language exchange coffees in the afternoon or heading to a market and it's not like they're few and far between there seems to be a whole host of events even for the month of March alone We'll hear from Dave now who is telling me that this whole area of alcohol-free events has definitely come a long way since he set up Sober Slice, but there's still a lot of work to be done to encourage more people to consider a change in lifestyle. So the events are very diverse um, and, and broad. So basically anything from like a, a mountain walk or a meditation group or a wellness workshop or, or dance events. So anything really that the organisers want to org- or want to put on the group is fine once it's alcohol-free. When I set up the group initially in 2011, there was a huge increase in demand. So it went from kind of maybe 50 or 60 members to a couple of thousand quite quickly. And look, it's steadily increased over the last couple of years. Obviously, with COVID, the numbers kind of plateaued a bit because a lot of the events couldn't run because of, of, of restrictions. But since the restrictions have been lifted in COVID, there's been, you know, a big spike in numbers again. In terms of what's out there with sober activities, look, it's still nowhere near where we, where we need to be. But I think there are more options for people than it would have been kind of 10 or 15 years ago. 
Look, it depends on where you're living to. Urban areas is, again, there's probably more options than it would be in rural areas. So still a long way to go in terms of a nationwide improvement. Um, I do think, say, alcohol-free drinks are, are, are a good option as well. I think there's a responsibility on the individual. Like if, if the individual wants to to seek out other options other than going to the pub, I, I suppose the onus is on them as well to, to look. But look, there are definitely more options than it would have been kind of 10 or 15 years ago. But like I said, still a long way to go. Dave Marr from Sober Slice. Josh Crosby, thank you for that report. 087-1400-106 is the number. Remember, it's a WhatsApp number. Forget the old text number. Get in touch on WhatsApp. And I want to know, are there examples of things like Sober Slice in your particular part of the country? Are there things to do at night if people got together and come up with solutions beyond just go to the cinema if you're not going out for a drink? That number again, 087-1400-106.